Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very safe and well out there. Thank you for joining us for a very special show. Delighted to have back alongside me on The Last Word on Spurs. It's been a while. Always pops up in transfer season. Always on The Last Word on Spurs. I've got the wonderful Lyle Thomas joining us from Sky Sports. Lyle, how are you? I'm very good, Ricky. Ricky, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah. Really good to be here. And obviously, you've got your new technology, so people can see my face now for the first time, probably. They know I'm, know I'm a real person and not uh, not just a robot on Twitter. So there you go. <laughs> Believe me, these humans do exist, right? These humans that love transfers exactly, do exist. Yeah, yeah. I have to convince Jason that these people do exist in terms of transfer stories. But um, listen, I'd like to have you here, Lol. Listen, for listeners no, out there, pleasure, I've not been with us for the first time. You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Audio Boom. We're across a range of different audio platforms. We're across social media. We're on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And you'll know if you're watching now live, we're also on YouTube live for you. So we're bringing you a very special show. Absolutely delighted to have Lyle here. And Lyle, John, to start off, I just want to hand over to you just to kind of give a bit of background because we're always getting new listeners all around the world. Do you want to give a, a bit of a background profile as to what you do at Sky Sports and what you cover in your area? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm an assistant news editor at Sky Sports News. So I sit on the news desk um, and, and and look after... Um, yeah, our news basically sourcing news, sourcing interviews, and that kind of thing. That's 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 generally what I do right across right across sport. But obviously, I specialise in in football and in the Premier League in particular. And come transfer season, then that obviously turns into a um, another specialism. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sort of central to the to the transfer investigations that go on at Sky Sports News. And uh, yeah, hope uh, hope to be. To be as accurate as um, as we possibly can, and 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 bring to you guys, bring to the to Tottenham fans and and, and fans of every Premier League club, and um, what's happening in, in in the transfer market. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a fascinating um, fascinating part of the industry. I love it. I love doing it. I love um, I love the investigative side of it, and love you know finding out what's happening and 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 telling you guys um, yeah what's happening and what we think is going to happen. So yeah, that, that in a nutshell, that's that's me. That's what I do. It's funny, Lyle, I think you pick a very quiet club to follow in Tottenham. Not much, not, not much goes on with Spurs. Very quiet club. You know, <laughs> not much ever goes on with Tottenham. Never, never a drama of a summer that goes by or a January transfer window. 
Obviously, we had the, the crazy news break today. And I think for some, that may have come as a surprise that Harry Kane is committing his future to Tottenham to at least this summer. Beyond that, I mean, I'm going to ask you about that later in the show. But firstly, Lyle, what I want to ask you is, of course, about just going a bit further back, Tottenham Hotspur's managerial search, which, as we know, was a long, torrid search, a 72-day search for a new manager, ending in Nuno Espirito Santo. So far, six points out of a possible six. Um, we've scored a couple of goals. No goals conceded so far. Uh, we're not going to count the Europa Conference League just yet in terms of a competition because of the nature of the teams we've fielded in there. But mm-hmm. how would you say the, the mood is in comparison? I know it's very early days. This. How would you say the mood is different to the one in which Jose Mourinho had there at Tottenham? Well, I mean, you're right to say that it's, it's, it is early days. I mean, it's obviously only been a been a been a couple of months, um, but I mean, so far so good. I guess you would say from what you what, what we've seen so far, um, two wins, you know, two clean sheets, like you said. Um, obviously, not a, not an abundance of goals, but I'd say two very good results. I mean, home to Manchester City or away to Manchester City, anywhere against Manchester City is a very difficult game, um, and to get three points against well the champions in the first game of the season. I mean, you'd say that's a real a real statement. Um, and then Wolves is ne- obviously never an, an easy place to go as well. Not, not an easy place when, you know, it's the manager's former club either. So, you know, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, so far, so good. I think, um, you know, the, the results and, and, and the performances so far are, are an indicator of, of the mood so far, I think, which is generally a positive one. I think, um, you know, the, the, they're obviously playing, playing for Nuno. I think, um, bar perhaps a couple of little mistakes or errors against Wolves. I think Tottenham looked more assured at the back already. And obviously that was a priority when he came in to sort that out. So, yeah, I think um, I think everything looks good. I think the players are warming to him. Um, you know, obviously there are still a few players um, around who who perhaps thought they would be leaving this summer, who perhaps aren't, you know, aren't feeling as positive as as the majority of the group because they've not been playing and not been not been part of things. I mean, you know, there's a few names that stick stick out. Tangai and Dombali in 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 the main, I think as well. Um, so you know, I think whether they're warming to the manager or not is is you know remains to be seen. But um, but so far so good, I would say. I think uh, I think Tottenham fans should be should be positive with what they've seen so far and and be encouraged. And obviously, you know, having the fans back in the stadium is fantastic. I mean, I don't I don't know how you felt. Um, yes. I'm sure you're at the game. Oh, City, um, like, yeah, City game was incredible. That, that the yeah. noise in there, it was just it was remarkable having. The amount of fans there was, I think, because there was that common goal of City, the champions, coming to Tottenham, the Harry Kane, mm. obviously overdrive of, of speculation of his future. It almost felt like the fans were that 12th man for that game and really drove the team on. Yeah, I, I, exactly. And I, I felt that like that all weekend, really, um, watching all the games, just just having the fans back. I mean, it was it, it was almost as if as if last season had never happened. It just felt so natural and normal, but it really it was really. Um, a really good feeling to see fans back everywhere. So, so yeah, I think you know Tottenham starting at home to, to Manchester City, getting that win is a is a is a great sort of, uh, for want of a better cliche, a, a, a great lift off for their season. You know, it's a great platform for them to build on now, and obviously the Harry Kane news as well is only going to increase the positivity around the place. Um, and yeah, I mean the fact that they've had two good results without him playing really, um, obviously he came on for a little bit against Wolves, but yeah, so far so good. That's fantastic. Uh, Lyle, you already partly touched upon this, but I want to ask you about Nuno Espirito Santo, just in terms of what the general vibe is there at the moment, because it is very, very early days. I mean, like you've just alluded to there, there are players that want to move on this summer. Obviously, we've signed a couple of players as well. 
how would you say that the group are taking to him at the moment? Is there a feeling that, because one of the things that is coming out from a lot of the players is that everybody with Nuno are quite clear in terms of what he asks from them. He's quite a, when he, when he lays out the methodology to a game in terms of what he expects of that player, they know what the plan is. They know what's expected of them as a player. And therefore there can be no uncertainty at the end of that game if they haven't performed, why they're not going to be in the team for the next game. Does that make sense where I'm coming from? Yes, yes, I think so. I think with, with Nuno, the impression that I get um, from what I've seen of him at, at Wolves and 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 at, uh, at Tottenham so far is, you know, what you see is what you get. He he seems like a very straightforward person. He seems a very direct, um, a very direct sort of character. You know that, that I think the players probably won't really be in any uncertain terms about where they stand with him, which I think is a, is a good thing. I think you know clarity of the message. From managers is important, and so I think that the players will will get a clear message, you know, um, from him. And um, I think, yeah, I think, you know, the performances on the pitch so far show that, like I said, that they're they're warming to him, they're listening to those messages, um, and putting them into in, into into motion. So, um, yeah, I think you know, obviously, his remit coming in first of all was to sort out the defence. I think he was quite good at that at Wolves. I think that's the kind of platform that he builds on. And I know Tottenham obviously want to play, you know, a more attacking, exciting sort of football, you know, more dynamic rather than being um, being you know conservative. And obviously, that was one of the complaints when when Jose Mourinho was the manager was the style. But um, but I think you know Tottenham had to sort out the defence really because. You know, at the, at the end of the day, attacking has never, you know, not really been a problem for Tottenham for a long time. They have fantastic attacking players, you know, really flairful players, really, you know, players you would say are Tottenham players, you know, Hillman Son, Lucas Moore, you know, these exciting sort of um, attacking players. So really, you know, the defence needed sorting out. I think, yeah, I think we've seen an improvement already. Um, I think we've seen an improvement on a personal level in a, in, in a couple of players, which is really... Yeah really promising to see. I don't know if you agree, but... Um... Yeah, def- I definitely say in terms of application, I, I can see there's definitely an, more of a motivation for the group. And I know that's very early. I know we're two games in. I don't want to get yeah. too carried away. But, I mean, it does feel... I mean, there's a bit of a potch vibe to it, Laugh, I'm being honest with you. It, there's something that feels just a bit more warmth. And I'm not sitting here saying mm-hmm. that we want to achieve the same as potch because ultimately that didn't result in trophies. It didn't result in Spurs actually going on to win anything. But what we had on the potch was a real united family atmosphere. And I think yeah. you do need that as a base to start with if you are going to go on to achieve things as a group. And I know it's very, very early days. And um, I do want to bring it to today's news because it is obviously headline breaking news about Harry Kane. And mm-hmm. it's obviously news from the media that, let's be honest about it, it's it's headlined the whole summer. It's taken us into overdrive and it's been discussed really, I would say, since probably, um, probably early June until where we are now. <laughs> Um, obviously, Harry Kane put out a personal statement on his Twitter and Instagram account that he will be staying at Tottenham for this summer. He's 100% focused on helping the team achieve success. Um, as we know, Man City were very keen to sign Kane. From what we understand, he believed that he had a gentleman's agreement in place to join them. But, you know, Daniel Levy, from what we understand, refused to even enter negotiations with Manchester City. And I just want to know from your perspective, can you explain this incredible U-turn that has taken place today? and? It just felt at one point Kane's exit was inevitable. Was it ever that close? Well, I, I wouldn't agree that it was inevitable. Uh, no, that's not that's not that's not a, a turn of phrase that I would use to describe the situation. Um, you know, and, and and perhaps a U-turn. Yeah, I can see how it's perceived that way. I think I think it's a, a clearly a realization and an acceptance from from Kane that you know there's not going to be an agreement between Tottenham and Manchester City for him this summer. 
Um, it's as simple as that, really. Um, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't think it was ever inevitable because, you know, really far from it because Daniel Levy has always been in the driving seat, really, because he's got a player who's still got three years left of left of his contract. Uh, you know, he's also got a player who's, who's you know, spurs through and through. He's come up from the academy and, and I think he, you know, he knows how much Tottenham means to Kane, regardless of, of whether he wanted to move um, move or not. So, you know, unless Manchester City were going to 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 meet the valuation that the chairman had in his mind, and I know there's lots of figures that have been passed around, you know, our sources have been giving us figures. There's, there's been figures that have been reported, you know, 150 million, 160 million, that kind of range. But I think really only the chairman, um, Daniel Levy, had a, a figure in his mind. And as far as we know, he never... He never gave that actually to anybody. So, you know, while while City weren't going to 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 put an offer in that matches that, there was never a deal that's going to be done really. So, you know, I think it's it's clear obviously that Kane wanted to leave. He he, he made no you know no secret of, of, of that. Whether that was the right move or not, you know, who knows? You know, there are there there's, there's you know there's there's more than one way to 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 go about getting a transfer that you want. So it's really difficult to say whether that was the right move or the wrong move. Um, but I actually think it's quite prudent and and very you know a marker of how professional Kane is that he put that statement out tonight. You know I think I think hopefully Tottenham fans will will respect that he did that, um, and I think it will go a long way to to you know repairing any any uncertainty any any damage to the relationship between him and in the in the fans if that's what's been caused by this. Um, I think it will go a long a long way to repairing that. So. And and now they can draw a line on it and put and, and put it to bed and and it, you know it doesn't have to rumble on in the mm. final days of the window because I think if they hadn't have done that today then obviously there would be a lot of speculation still going on. Yeah, I have Is to say the, Yeah, I have to say that I don't know if you agree. Like, I think the way Nuno has handled that situation has been remarkable. I think press conferences is not easy. You know, you guys there and all the different media outlets when he's being challenged on this question, which is the first question on every single press conference. I think he's handled it ever so well and full credit to him and, you know, full credit to, as I said, Daniel Levy for sticking firm on the price, Fabio Paratagi as well um, for making sure Kane is a Spurs player. One thing I would want to ask you on Harry Kane is, do you think we will likely now see Kane sign a new contract with Tottenham to reaffirm that commitment? And if he does sign a new contract, would you expect there to be this time around a release clause within that? I wouldn't be surprised if if that is something that is discussed further down the line. I, I don't think that it will be something that would happen in, in the short term. Um, you know, I think really it's 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 time for Kane to settle down now, really, and sort of put this saga behind him. I think the club will want to put this saga behind them as well, so they can concentrate on the season. You know, the, the, the season has started now. Everybody should be focused on that. Everybody should be focused on on the matches. And I think I think again that's probably why one of the reasons why Kane put this statement out today is that he wants to get on and focus with playing. I mean, obviously that's his priority. That's what he loves doing the most. So in terms of a new contract, yeah, like I said, I, I wouldn't expect that something to be discussed in the short term, perhaps maybe, you know, further down the line when the timing is right. But again, as I said before, there's still three years left on the contract that he's got now. So I, I can't imagine Spurs will be in any rush to revisit that now. You know, I think they'll want to see how things settle down, how Kane gets on playing, you know, and obviously also see where Tottenham are and where or where they are, how they develop this season and where where are they towards the end of the season? Because, you know, things can change well very rapidly in the space of a season. You know, if Tottenham are pushing 
for the top four um, come the end of the season or higher, or if they you know look you know odds on to um, to finish in the Champions League places, then uh, you know that, that changes the system, it's the, the the situation changes the dynamics. So I think yeah, not not in the short term, but you know maybe further down the line. Yeah, one to keep an eye on. Okay. All right, Lyle, it's time. This is what you're here for. It is transfer time. Uh, I've got loads of people in the comments here just want us to crack on. So we are going to crack on. And the first name to to bring to you is one that Sky have have reported quite heavily in the last few days, and that is of Adam Traore of Wolves. Now, um, we've seen several reports that Spurs are now expected to try and bring Adam Traore to the club in the final remaining days of this transfer window. We understand Espirito Santo loves him. Fabio Paratigi tried to sign him at Juve. Do you think this is a deal... That will get done. I think. Well, it's definitely it's definitely the case that Tottenham are interested in, in him. I think they're 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 looking seriously at trying to do this deal before the deadline. Um, obviously, with Kane staying now, I think the need for another specialist centre forward is is probably diminished somewhat. So I think Traore fits the bill as someone who can, you know, fulfil a, a a number of different roles. He can play. With Kane, he can play off Kane, he can play winger, and he can also, I think he can play as a striker instead of Kane, um, you know, if Kane's ever ever injured or or or, or needs a rest. So, yes, Tottenham are interested. Um, how far the deal has gone so far um, is not known. Um, Wolves are obviously very determined to keep him. You know, he's one of their best players. So, they're not just going to roll over and let Tottenham take Adama Traore without getting getting the deal that they want for him. Um, so it's one to look very closely at over the next few days. Um, excellent player. It's true that it's true that Nuno really likes him. It's true that Nuno wants to keep developing him because I think you could say that that Nuno has, has played a big hand in developing him, to, him into the player that he is now. Um, and it's true that, that that Paratici also likes him and liked him. Um, you know when he was still in a similar role at. at um, Juventus. So, yes, definitely one to look out for at the moment, and and um, and see how that one progresses over the coming days before we get to the to the deadline, because there's there is a there's a strong interest there. Is it difficult to know, Lyle, in terms of the structure of this deal? I mean, we've seen again reports that it might be a a, a loan to buy with maybe an option or an obligation. Is it a case that Wolves want a straight fee up front? Do, do we know what their what they what they're looking at in terms of how they would like this deal to be structured? Because that seems very key in terms of making this deal happen if it is to happen? I think I think they would prefer that. Um, but I think to, from what I'm told, Tottenham would prefer to do a loan with an obligation. Whether they can agree on on that, I think will depend on, on what the value of the obligation is and if there is also any any loan fee involved. So I think those are, those are the issues that are being discussed um, if, if this deal is going to take place. And just for clear clarity, because you mentioned there that he can play a variety of roles and one that was brought up again is this term of uh, the support striker. And I mean, at Tottenham, you, you don't need me to tell you, you know, we've found it very hard to find someone to accommodate, to play either alongside Kane or to have someone to come in as a alternative to Kane. We've had the likes of Vincent Janssen. Uh, we've had, obviously, if I, you know, Carlos Vinicius ever so recently. Are we saying it's a case that if Adama Truri is signed, that inevitably rules out another striker coming in between now and the deadline? Well, I think... I think so, and I think obviously it depends on 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 how many foreign players are in the squad because Tottenham have got to be careful at the moment about how many non-homegrown players they've got in their squad. At, at the moment, they have, as far as UEFA rules are concerned, so if they're going to progress in the uh, UEFA Conference League, 
then as far as UEFA rules are concerned, they've currently got 16 um, non-homegrown players. Um, I previously thought it was 17, but I've, I've, been, clar- I've been, been corrected that Brian, Brian Gill will be classed as an under-21. So that leaves them one space at the moment, um, you know, regardless of, of any outgoings. Uh, obviously, if they do manage to sell some players um, that they want to sell, um, you know, there's a few there's a few players that you know they're looking and are available. Obviously, Tanga and Dombele is one of them we've reported on before. Musa Sissoko is another one we've reported on before. Sergio Aurier is another one we've reported on before. Um, then obviously that frees up a little bit more space. Um, but I think, given where we are in the window now, with just a, a, a week left, the chances of all three of them going, I think, are quite slim. Um, so Tottenham might be faced with a situation where you know they can only bring one more player in or perhaps two more players in. So they have got to be careful with what they do. And obviously, like I said before, Traore, you know, ticks a number of boxes, doesn't he? You know, it, it, it's almost like bringing in more than one player if, if you bring yeah, in yeah. a player like that who can who can fulfil a, a variety of different roles. So yeah. I think that's 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 you know part of the interest there is that um, is that he can do that. Yeah, I think it's fair to say, Lyle, that he will 100%, I think, split a lot of opinions with Tottenham fans. Because I, I from the already from the gauge of what I've seen on social media, um, he is absolutely terrifying when you watch him go at defenders. I think the only frustration is that end product. But there'll be some out there saying, well, hold on, if he squares it to Kane or Son, we're OK. You know, but if we can work on the finishing, then who knows? But um, we've got so much to get through. So we're going to go next to another player, I suppose, been very, very heavily. Again, Sky have reported on this. Um that is of Leon playmaker Husum Owa. Have I pronounced that right? Um, I understand that this, this thing stands Spurs are, are very, very keen on the player. We know, I think Arsenal did have an interest, although then they went and signed up Martin Odegaard from Real Madrid permanently, which may have ruled out their interest. Can you tell us again before the deadline if this is a player Spurs are keen to add to their ranks? Well, again, there's, de- there's definitely an interest there. Yes, we've already we've already reported that they are interested in the player. There's a lot of clubs that are interested in this player. He, you know, he's been a real talent in France for quite a few seasons. Um, you know, part of my job is to is to track players that are coming through in different countries to see who the next you know wave of talent is going to be, and obviously be able to establish um, contacts and you know in accordance with that to get in a good position. You know, when things like this start happening, and and Hussam Awar is someone that I've tracked for a while. Um, every, at the end of every season, I always have a look at how players have been performing statistically, and he's always come out top of his position, if not in the top five of his position, not just in in France but across Europe. So, you know, he's a real talent um, and definitely one that Tottenham like a lot. Um, but I think at the moment, given that Tottenham have an abundance of players in that position, it's not a priority position for them to cover unless somebody leaves. So. I think if something's going to happen with with the war, then I think someone will need to will need to leave first. But you know, again, this is the transfer window. <laughs> Anything can happen. We've got a, we've got a week left, so um, so let's see, let's see. He's, he's he's a great talent. It'd be great to see him in the Premier League. It, it really really would, and I'm sure Tottenham fans will would love getting getting one over the Arsenal if they uh, if they bring if they bring him in and they, knowing that they've had an interest before. Yeah. I agree. He's a very good player. And that's one that I say, probably keep an eye on. I think Spurs would be very, very excited if they could bring him in. Uh, we know potentially one of the players that you look at him in the Spurs squad is Tungian Dombele. You know, that one that could be looking to go out. We'll discuss him later during this show. 
Um, and then I'm going to throw at you now, Lav. I probably think you would never think this name would come up on a on a, on a top of the pots per podcast. I can't quite believe I'm going to ask you this question. You've thrown some names to me before in the past. To be fair, mate. in the last six years, mate, we've had some interesting names. Whoever, whoever this is, I'm sure it's going to be. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be funny. Well, this is a funny one. Um, there's been reports last night from an Italian link that was emerging that Spurs have a potential interest in bringing Cristiano Ronaldo to the football club. And I, and I say that very, like I say, link, not links, because um, I don't want to, like I say, uh, misquote anybody. I mean, we know that Fabio Paratici facilitated Ronaldo's move to Juventus. Um, mm-hmm. Even I, even me as the most optimistic Tottenham fan, um, I can't <laughs> quite see the attraction for Ronaldo coming to play the Europa Conference League on a Thursday. I might be wrong, you know, I might be completely wrong. He may be up for a new challenge. I mean, can you tell us, is Ronaldo thinking of a new challenge in North London with Tottenham? I think I think you answered your own question there. I think no, I think that's not not really one we should waste any time talking about. I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, the, the list of the list of reasons uh, why not are are considerable. Starting with no Champions League football, and uh, and yeah. you can take it from there. Okay, so. that's fine. We can we can easily move on. Uh, Lowell, we should get today... those in there every time we do where we do this. You should throw me in one like that from left field. <laughs> We football transfer podcast was all well, exactly, exactly. I still can't believe it came up. Um, but I mean, two names that were heavily linked um, throughout the summer, and they, they seem to have now gone very, very quiet. That is of Fiorentina's Dusan Vladovic and Inter Milan's Lautaro Martins. We understand Spurs actually had a, a preliminary price they agreed only then for Inter Milan and to sell Lukaku to Chelsea, which in effect, obviously made, made that deal was never going to be possible. Um, are those two players now, are they is are those dead links now in terms of those potential players? Can you see anything happening at all or them reviving before the end of the window? As as far as I know, Tottenham are not, are not working on the, either of those players at the moment. Um, I think that, you know, that, that that situation has moved on. It's a good it's a good example of how dynamic the transfer window is really and how the state of play is not always the same from the start to finish. You know, it's, it's it, it, thing, things change, situations change. Um, and, you know, I think obviously Tottenham have been looking seriously at, at top strikers this summer. They've had to, given the situation with Kane and, and the fact that his future has been up in the air. It's, you know, it's only been prudent. And 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 those two players, Vlaovic and, and, and Lautaro, are two of the top strikers that are coming up in Europe, obviously playing in Italy, um, you know, and the financial situation in football in Italy is, is, is clearly not, not great at the moment because of, because of the pandemic. I mean, obviously the pandemic's affected pretty much every club in Europe, but there, you know, there are, there are, there are obviously a need, uh, an obvious need for clubs in Italy to be, to be selling players to bring money in. I mean, we've, we've seen that already with, you know, into selling Lukaku. They just, they just won the title. There's, there's no way, you know, in an ideal world they'd have wanted to sell uh, Lukaku. Um, but that's the situation that they're in. But I think, you know, it's quite clear that Inter now don't need to sell Lautaro to anyone, um, especially not Tottenham, because they've sold Lukaku. And I think, you know, the financial situation is a bit more stable there. So obviously he's going to stay. Vlaovic, um, I understand, was always much closer to, to joining Atletico Madrid if he was going to leave Fiorentina. Um, I think that's where the player wanted to go. Obviously, they've, they've got Champions League football to attract him with. Um, but as far as I know, that one's not moving any further at the moment. I think um, Atletico are looking to do a deal for a different striker now from Germany. So um, I think both of those players will, 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 will stay where they are. OK, uh, one player that does seem very, very close to joining Tottenham. I think, like I say, we've seen heavy reports from Sky also saying this deal is close, if not all but agreed. And that is for Met star Papa Matasar. Um, again, we understand that... 
We're going to get used to that. We've got, we've got, have we got a year to get used to that? Obviously, because he's not joining the clubs, we understand straight away. He's going to remain on loan at Mets. Is that, it's been likened, Lyle, this deal, very similar to the Deli Alley deal, where it's a case that Spurs, it was just a too good opportunity to turn down. Do, do, is that how it's viewed, do you think? Very yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm told. I, I'm, I'm told this is a case of Tottenham obviously getting ahead of ahead of a perceived queue of clubs that would perhaps come up um, you know, next summer. There, there is there is interest from other top clubs this summer um, as well. You know, he's he's... A very much an emerging star in France, um, so I think this is a case of of Tottenham getting in front now, getting the player now, allowing him to develop for another season um, in France at Metz, and hopefully he will be more towards the you know the the kind of level required to play in the Premier League come next summer. Obviously he's still young, but yeah, another another great talent. You know, really really. Dynamic, um, athletic um, midfield player who who um, is is attracting a lot of attention, a lot of a lot of positive reviews from from scouts everywhere. So it's a, it's a clever one from Tottenham, and uh, it's, um, it's it's one that's come out of left field. I would say. I think yeah. uh, not, it's not a name that I was aware of that they were they were tracking, um, but um, obviously once the interest emerged, you know you can you can see how it makes sense. I know there's Spurs fans last screaming right now saying, bring him this summer. What, why is he not here right now? Do you, do you think it's a case that with a player like that, they need to get their head around the adaptation to come to the Premier League? They want a year to maybe learn the language and get used to the new surroundings. The, the guy now has got a chance to really knuckle down, get some regular football at Mets before he comes to Tottenham. Because I think with Delhi, I think he had six months before he actually moved from MK. Whilst the move was announced, he had six months to actually prepare for the move. Do you think in a way like this, it gives the player an opportunity to get his head around that? Because, I mean, no disrespect to Mets, it's a, obviously it's a big step up to come to Tottenham Hotspur. Therefore, he's got the opportunity to really, like I say, home in, really get himself ready and prepared to come to Tottenham in that new season. Yeah, but I also think it's, it's again, it's dependent on on the situation in the current Tottenham squad and, and how many places there are available. I mean, the Tottenham have got an abundance of central midfield players, um, you know, Obviously, there's still question marks over whether Tango and Dombele would leave or or and or Musa Sissoko would leave. But you know, without without those those things being assured, I think Tottenham have got other areas of the squad that they want to improve. That's more of a priority. So, as much as this guy is a talent that they want for the future, I think this is more perceiving how things are going to be next year. Um, and and you know, it, he 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 needs games at his age. Um, he needs to keep developing. Um, he's in a good environment at Mets. Mets are a good club. Um, you know, he's going to get good a good standard of football there. He's going to play every week. At his age, he's got to keep developing and keep playing. And obviously, if he comes to Tottenham and and has to jump up the, the level to the Premier League level, you know, that's that's not an easy task. It's not an t- easy task for any player coming from Europe, but especially young players. You know, it, it, it's it's a big it's a big leap. So it, it's prudent, I think, to keep him where he is and. And hope he makes a, another step up while he's um, while he's at Mets, and then bring him in uh, in next summer. I think. Yeah, fair. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. next player. Let's like say it's been on the on the book series. Caligari's Nahatan Nandez. Are we understand Spurs haven't made an official bid as of yet? Is that a player that Spurs are still looking at before the end of this summer transfer window? No, I think they've I think they've ended ended any work they they were doing there um, because they brought in Pape Matisar. So uh, sim, similar similar player sort of. Similar, similar profile of player, I would say, similar okay. position. Um, yeah. So I think they've 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 decided to do the Saar deal instead, and I think they've moved on from from Nandez. Okay. 
Nice and easy one to move on. Okay, another name we've seen linked today is Stad Rene's winger, Jeremy Doku. I, I do see this now. I've, I've definitely seen this name pop up before with Tottenham uh, quite a quite a number of times over the course of a number of, few, of a number of windows. I mean, is that a player that you've heard, Lowell? He's on Spurs' potential list of targets. Well, he's another he's another talent in France, another another sort of emerging, exciting winger um, in France. Um, it's not one that I've heard that Tottenham are looking to do this summer. No, not personally. You know, th- there are some attacking players that I am aware of that they're interested in that I would say are probably probably a bit further along in their development and, and would probably be more likely to come into Spurs now. You know, obviously Adama Traore is is at the front of the queue um, uh, and I think he's the player that Tottenham want to go for. I know they're also interested in uh, Kivica Kvaraskalia, um, who plays for... Uh, Ruben Kazan in Russia, Georgian player, 20-year-old. Yeah, that's, that's a very popular name. Very we've got a lot of people asking here. We've got Giga on the screen and saying, can we have an update? Is, is that just a player of an interest, Lowell? Can it be anything more than that before the end of this summer transfer window? Well, as I said, I think it's I think it's interesting at the moment. I mean, I, I, the, the last update I had was a few days ago, which is that we're still in its early stages. Um, you know, as I said before, the expectation is that Adama Traore is the one they want at the moment. Things can change very quickly at this at this point in time, um, so you know. Let's see over the next few days. Um, but yeah, only interest at the moment, I think, in terms of uh, Krauskalia. Okay, another name that's been again throughout the media the last few days is that of Weston McKenney. Uh, very very promising player. Very you know looks like a very good player on the eye. To be honest, he looks impressive. Anything very, there yeah. from anything there from a Spurs perspective where there could be a late bid going in for him before the end of the month? Again, it's not a player that I'm aware that Tottenham are working on at the moment. It's, I've been told there haven't been any discussions over doing that deal between the clubs. Um, you know, I know that, that Juventus are open to letting him go. Um, again, because I think Juventus are looking to still recoup some funds from player sales as well. Um, I think his his level of wages, I think, is is more um, at the level that, that more clubs in Europe could afford. So I think that makes him a little bit more of a realistic player that they can move on. Um, but uh, no, n- not one for Spurs that I'm aware of. Okay, no problem at all. Well, thank you so much so far. For our listeners that are on YouTube, uh, stay with us. For our guys that are on audio, we're going to go for a very quick break. And then when we return, it's the Tungi and Dombele chat that we've just never wanted to have, but Lyle's going to bring it to us. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organisations not only to make the correct hiring decisions but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Lyle, Sungi and Dombele. Now, do you know what? This player, I I am so frustrated. I am, because this guy has got all the talent in the world, all the talent, probably one of the most exciting players I've watched at Tottenham in a long, long time. But I know what you're going to tell me, if, if only the attitude was there, my God, you know, what, what, you know, what a player, you know, he, he could be. Can you give us an update as to where we stand with Ndombele? Hasn't been involved in pre-season. Hasn't been involved at all in terms of the first couple of games of the Premier League. I'm thinking about the situation. You know, who can actually afford Tungi Ndombele right now in Europe? I mean, can you see him leaving Spurs before the end of the month? 
I can. I, I can see that happening. Um, I think of all the players that Spurs are, um, are open to moving on, he's probably the most likely to leave at this point, simply because of of the amount of interest there is actually out there in him. And 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 for exactly the reason that you just said, that he is a tremendously talented player. Um, you know, really has the potential to be a top player in his position. You know, he's almost unplayable at times. Um, and I think it's a real shame that he he hasn't been able to show that on a consistent basis for Tottenham and really can become the player that he wants to be. Uh, I mean, you know, in his defence, I think it's it's difficult. It's difficult when you're brought into the club thinking that you're going to be playing under a specific manager. And obviously, he was brought yeah. into the club to play under Mauricio Pochettino. Yeah. Um, and and that changed. And and you know, he's still a young player. He, he hasn't had that he, before he joined Tottenham. He hadn't actually had that many seasons in the top flight. So I, I would say he, he when he joined Tottenham, he wasn't a very experienced player. So it's 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 I think it's he lacked some experience dealing or handling with certain situations, such as a change of manager like that. Um, and you know, obviously, you know his his um, relationship with. With Jose Mourinho was well documented, um, for better or worse. I think that Jose Mourinho got some of the best out of him last season. I thought he was excellent last season. Was, I yeah. thought you know he'd, he'd really come through that sort of turbulent period towards the end of the season before and over the summer where he was unsettled last summer and he wanted to leave last summer. And um, you know, I think he 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 probably felt good under Jose Mourinho eventually and felt settled and thought, well, this is the way things are going to be now. And obviously, you know, they've had another change of managers. So he's had another manager to get to to get used to. So it doesn't surprise me that he's unsettled again. It doesn't surprise me that um, we're talking about him potentially leaving the club for the for the reasons that I just said. And I mean he's fit, he's ready to play. That's what I'm told. He's in great shape, that's what I'm told. Um but he hasn't been picked by Nuno and I mean you know, Nuno's spoken about it publicly. Yeah, um, and so we're in a situation now. What with with a week to go, he does have some interest. Uh, we've reported already from our colleagues in Sky Germany that um, the Bayern München have, um, have have suggested a swap deal that involved Corentin Deliso. I, I think that was that was rejected. I think um, I'm not sure exactly why that was rejected. Whether it was whether Deliso was not a player that Spurs liked or whether. Whether it was actually any some of the financials involved, I'm not exactly sure, but I, I, that deal is not happening as as things stand. Um, but that is the level of club that that likes Tanga and Dombele and would be interested in doing a deal for Tanga and Dombele. Um, you know, if 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 the structure of the deal was right, I mean, obviously Tottenham will want to recoup as much as, if not all, the money that they spent on him. I think they would probably argue that he has he has actually developed somewhat since he came. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. It, it's just a real shame. I mean, because like I say, as the, as the as Nicky says there on the screen, you know, um, he is looking happy in all the training photos. This is the most bizarre thing, right? That he looks happy. But I, I mean, I would presume you're going to tell me that because of the fact that he does want away, Nuno is very reluctant to put him in the team, right? He obviously wants committed players on that field. Yes, I think that's I think that's right. I think that's a fair appraisal of the situation. So, mm. um, as I said, I think he's at, at this point in time. I think he's the most likely to leave. Um, and obviously, right. you know, a, a deal will need to emerge that suits Spurs. But going back to to, to where I was going with them um, in terms of what Tottenham would argue, I think they would argue that his valuation is still is still sizable. And right. even if they can't get a cash valuation for him, I think the fact that his valuation is 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 sizable gives them a tremendous amount of leverage if they if if a swap deal could be could be organised somewhere. Um, we, whether it can or can't, I, you know, I really don't know at this stage. Yeah. Um, 
it re- will really depend on 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 you know which club wants him and which players um are are being suggested in in any potential swaps but he's 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 got a, a big agent um, working on his behalf as well so that always helps in terms of um in terms of relationships between the clubs as well so that that will do no harm in trying to get a move somewhere yeah i mean i think what we seem to see from from Tungi's mindset is that he feels he should be playing for one of the elite clubs, the likes of a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, a Bayern Munich. I suppose the only thing with that he is... He definitely has the talent. He definitely has the ability to, to, to yeah, get to that I mean, level. But, um... 100%. I mean, but as you're going to know, you know with the, without the attitude, I think yeah. you only make it to those clubs if you've got the right mindset and mentality. Do you think there's even a possibility where Spurs would look to maybe let him go out on loan in order to get those wages off the books if it would mean bringing somebody in that would be able to... Players an alternative to Ndombele, if you see where I'm going with this? I think, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I think, um, I think, you know, knowing what I do about the club, I think they would, they would want to be assured of an obligation or an option to buy right. at the end of right. it that would, they would be comfortable with. Yeah. I think there's no way, I mean, obviously the risk with allowing a player to go out on loan is that their value actually depreciates because they go out on loan somewhere and they don't perform to the level that they that they yeah. should. So that's that's the worry that if you just let a player out on loan without an obligation, yeah. their value depreciates and actually, you know, you've allowed your asset to depreciate in valuation somewhere else, not even at your own club. Yeah. So I'm just talking in general terms about course, you know, that, kind of, that yeah. kind of situation. Um, yeah. I'm sure that is something that, that Spurs will have on their mind. But um, again, you know, let's let's see. I checked in today on Tango and Dumbledore just to see if there was any update, if there's any, any movement on him and I was told not yet. So um I'll keep 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 checking every day on that one until the end of the window to find out um, where he's going to go if he goes anywhere. Okay, fantastic. Lol, uh, loads of people in the comments kind of reading our mind of where we're going next in terms of outgoings. And one of those names that has been heavily linked again when we moved this summer is Moussa Sissoko. We understand that there was, I think there was, a, again, you can tell us more, you are the expert on this, but, you know, there was some interest in the Middle East. We've heard that Fenerbahce has also been mentioned. You know, he's, again, not been involved in, in Spurs' squads over the last couple of games. Hasn't really travelled again in terms of the uh, obviously in terms of the Europa Conference League. Moussa Sissoko, is this going to be his last season at Tottenham? Will he get a move before the end of this summer transfer window? Well, again, you know, let's see. It's a player I checked in on yesterday, um, and again, I was told there's you know there's nothing nothing concrete happening yet. I think. There's a, there's a contrast here, really, to talk about between his situation and Serge Aurier's situation compared to, to Tonga and Dombele's situation. And the reason that I say that Tonga is, is most likely to leave, as I said before, is because of the level of the interest that's in him. You know, He's obviously open to leaving and there are clubs that want him, I think. Whereas Mrs Sissoko and Serge Aurier are concerned, the last thing that I was told on them, although a few days ago now, is that there is actually not yet really a concrete option that's emerged for them that they are that they would be keen on. So um again, anything can happen between now and the end of the window. Um perhaps a club or a solution will come out um from somewhere between uh, now and then. But um yeah. yeah, really too difficult to say whether 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 Sissoko will move on or not. I mean speaking purely, you know, um impartially, critically about his situation, it's perhaps time for him. I think now he's been in the club for quite a few years. Um, yeah. He's in a variety of different positions under different managers. Might be time for him to to have a new challenge somewhere else. Again, it seems like Nuno has settled on 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 the midfield pairing that he has at the moment um, with with Skip and, and Hoiberg. I think um, 
Skip's done very, very well. Um, I think he's done himself no harm at all in trying to skate uh, to, to to claim a regular first team place. Um, so, if that continues, then it will be difficult to see um, you know how Sissoko will, will force his way in, especially if Ndombele stays as well. You know, you've got Ndombele in there, you've got Winks in there. You know, you you almost might argue that Sissoko is his fourth or fifth choice in for those two two midfield positions at the moment. So, yeah, that's, on the that's midfield. On the midfield, like you said, you mentioned there, Harry Winks. Again, it's very hard if you if anyone pays much attention to, to, to things like say in terms of social media. It was noticed that Harry unfollowed Spurs official on both his Twitter and Instagram. Whether he's refollowed them since, um, I can't be one hundred percent sure on. So it would be unfair to say if he has or hasn't. But you know, there, I think there has been though. And again, you are best place to say this. There was apparently some initial interest from Everton, uh, maybe towards the start of the summer with Harry Winks, a player that at the moment looks like he's going to be again on the periphery of the team, although he has featured in a couple of Nuno's games so far, coming on as a, as a substitute. Harry Winks, if he's not going to play regular football here, surely he'll be one considering his future before the deadline, would you imagine? Well, I, I do feel for Harry Winks because obviously he hasn't played anywhere near as the amount of football that he would have liked to have played in the last sort of, well, the last six to 12 months. Um and he's an incredibly talented footballer and a great a great guy. And he, you know, he 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 lives and breathes Tottenham. He loves Tottenham. Um, this is why this is what I've been told regularly over the years. I mean, obviously, he's a Tottenham boy. He's come through the academy, um, and and I think that's one of the reasons as well why you know Spurs would be very reluctant to let him to let him go. Um, he has that homegrown status. He has that status as you know. He, he, he's, a, he's sort of a beacon, really, for the younger players coming through. That you can graduate from the Spurs academy and, and become a first team player. And obviously, he offers you something different as well, you know, than the other midfield players um, that play in, in a more of a deeper role. So, you know, I, I still think that he's got he's got a part to play, um, both on and off the pitch um, at Tottenham. And you know. I'm not aware that, that there is any any move in the offing at the moment. You know, as I said, anything can happen between now and the end of the window. But but at the moment, I don't think anything's happening in terms of um, in terms of a move away. So yeah, I, I think for him, it's um, it's a case of of trying to get a, a um, get a, a chance in the team and, and showing what he can do and and um, and keeping keeping a regular place. Um, but yeah, really, I'm, I'm a really big fan of, of Harry Winks, both as a player and a guy. I, I really I really like him. Okay, we're going to come back and, I say, discuss some of the other players in terms of those potentially leaving. But I want to ask you about a couple of other names, Lowell. Uh, we've seen linked to Spurs again, some of these names here. I'm chuckling away because, I mean, I just thought I'd just throw names at you and you look at me and think, yep, yeah, that one there, we've Go heard ahead. that one before. Um, Elex Mariba is one of the names being mentioned. Um, again, a, a player that Spurs have reportedly spoken to his representatives of in the summer. Is there any, any interest in this player as far as you're aware? Um, well, the last thing we reported on him is that actually RB Leipzig are in talks with Barcelona to sign um, Alex Mariba. Um, there's a situation going on in Barcelona with his contract. He's, he's not signing another one at the moment. Um, I think Juan Laporta has actually said publicly that if he doesn't sign another one, then they will look to move him on um, this summer. Um, I th- I'm very sure that he's actually represented by, by a German, um, German agency. So I think that's that's how the the, the contacts have developed in uh, and, the, and the potential move to Leipzig has actually developed. And I think I think at the moment that's looking like um, where he will go. But a tremendously talented player, another t- talented, really talented player that Barcelona have gotten, and uh, you know, talented youngster. There's no doubt that um, he'll have been tracked by 
every club going, Spurs included. But um, I think I think at the moment Leipzig looks like where he's going to go. See, I told you, Jason always pops up. Even even even, even 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 Jason, bless him, he still can't keep away. Oh. Me, there you go. I did tell him that you miss him, Jason. No I did tell worries, him you miss Jason. him a lot. Next time, next time for sure. <laughs> Always the next time. Always another summer transfer, January transfer window. Fantastic. Lol. Uh, next, I'm going to throw at you was a player that we saw Spurs had some serious interest. I want to say at the beginning of the summer transfer window, mm-hmm. went very quiet. Chelsea apparently in the driving seat now for him still, and that is of Seville's Jules Conde. Jules Kunde, can you tell us anything on, on him? Is is that still a realistic target for Spurs to be looking at before the end of this window? Or as the form of Dyer and Sanchez as, as a pair almost put Tottenham off the idea of looking at another centre-back now, which would worry me if it is the case. <laughs> well, you, you won't like what I'm going to say next. In, t- in terms of Kunde, um, no, n- not not for Tottenham. I think if he's going to go anywhere, he's going to go to Chelsea. I think that, um, that, that that's been running along for a long time I think at the moment it's just a case of Chelsea moving Kurt Zuma out before they yeah before they make their you know a serious move to to get Kunde before before the deadline that's 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 the situation um as I understand it um so no I wouldn't expect him to be coming to Spurs and actually you know we kind of touched on it in the beginning I think Sanchez is actually Davison Sanchez has improved and and um you know he looks a much more you know confident player since he's come back from the Copper America and and you know, I think his 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 initial improvement and the mm. quite considerable improvement from Jaffet Tenganga as well. Yeah, yeah, agree. Actually, yeah. help shift again. This is another example of of how how the trans, how dynamic the transfer window is actually, and actually how the fact that the season is still going when the transfer window is still open. Sorry, the season starting when the transfer window is um, still going gives the char- players a chance to actually prove themselves and gives players actually a chance to, to change the mind of of the club and the and the recruitment staff and I think um I think that's happened somewhat with um with Davinson Sanchez and Jaffa Tanganga I think you know while they may have been considered as players to perhaps you know move on I think Tanganga in, in, in the case of a loan earlier in the window mm. I wouldn't you know I think it's more more likely that both of them will stay now and actually probably you know allow Tottenham to um to move on to other positions and 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 see how they got on in the first half of the season so um, but yeah, so I will come. I will come back on Sanchez. I do, I do mm. want to ask you that, but before I do, you you already brought him up, so he, I just want to go and segue into that if I can. And that is of uh, Kurt Zuma. I'm still bizarre how I even see this player linked to Tottenham because I mean the business Spurs and Chelsea do is remote. I mean I I, just, I don't know why Chelsea or Spurs would want to help each other. It just doesn't. It never made sense. I know there's no love lost between the two hierarchies. Therefore, just so we understand, Kurt Zuma to Spurs, is is that even a, a remote possibility between now and the end of this window? Well, again, no, I don't think so because, uh, you know, I don't think, I, I think Spurs have moved on to other positions from, from an out-and-out centre-back now. And they, they, they do like Kurt Zuma. They have had an yeah. interest in Kurt Zuma. I, I know that, um, that Zuma was, was proposed as part of a sort of triangular deal earlier in the summer that perhaps would have seen Davinson Sanchez moving to Sevilla, Jules Kunde moving to Chelsea, and Kurt Zuma moving to Spurs. But that, that's no longer on the table. I think all the clubs have moved on from that idea uh, quite a long time ago. And actually, Kurt Zuma is very close to to, to joining West Ham. Um, our we, you know, we reported that on Sky Sports News earlier today that that's a deal that's edging closer to West Ham. I think that's the player that David Moyes wants the most. So I think if Kurt Zuma is going to go anywhere, I think um, that'll probably be where where he goes. Um, so, yeah, that's the situation. That's the situation with Zuma. 
Okay, fine. Let's. Um, I mean, you've already touched upon the fact with, in terms of centre backs that Spurs um, aren't now actively pursuing a number one. So this will probably uh, close this link that we've seen a player heavy link throughout the summer, and that is of again. Tell me if I pronounce this wrong. Uh, ta- I might have to not, not might have to say it after tonight. That's uh, Takahiro <laughs> Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu, really? yeah. Tomiyasu heavily linked with him throughout the summer. It looked like it was close at one point. What's mm-hmm. happened there, Lyle? Why is that not? Why is that not gone through? Uh, well, again, I think the performance of Jafferton Tanganga has had a lot to do with that. I mean, Tottenham were, um, they've been, one of their priorities earlier in the window was somebody who can play at right back and centre back. I think the, the expectation was that Serge Aurier would move on and that obviously Toby Alderweireld would move on, which he has done, excuse me, and um, perhaps Davinson Sanchez was as well. So they were looking for a player who could play both of those positions. Well, actually, they already had a player who can play both those positions already in the squad in Jaffa Tanganga. And obviously he's he's done incredibly well in pre-season and done incredibly well, I think, in the first two games and really shown that he can be the answer to that that um, that situation, you know, that, that that position that they want. So I think that's had something to do with it. Um, but obviously, again, the situation with Tottenham where at the moment, you know, there are 16 non-homegrown players in their UEFA squad um, doesn't give them a lot of room to bring players in if no one's going to move. So, you know, I think unless... A player moves out, a defensive player moves out. I, th- I don't think Tom, Tommy Asso will be coming in. As far as I know, in, in terms of the deal, the, the basic parameters of the deal are already laid out, I think. I think if it's something that Tottenham decide to do, they could do it very quickly. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I think that's the way that, that Tottenham have been working and, and Paratici has been working. You know, that, this is the impression I get throughout the summer, really, is that work away on these deals and work away with 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 a you know a number of players i think that's why we've seen an abundance of players mentioned with spurs all over all over europe in in you know lots of different countries lots of different media outlets in in lots of different countries is because it's for that reason that you know lining up deals so that when you get into a position where you enter the final week of the window and there are if you need to push the button on certain things you can do it quite quickly um, you know that that that's a prudent way to handle the, the the transfer window. I think that's one of the reasons why they brought Paratici in to be to be to be doing that kind of work. I mean, his his work ethic uh, and how seriously he takes his job and how seriously he takes the role that he's been given Tottenham. I think that's been well documented. Um, and you know, I th- think he is somebody that 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 works away on a lot of players in order to get to this position where you have a busy end to the transfer window, but you're in a strong position to push the button on players if you if you want to bring them in. So I know, yeah. that's I know people... the question on Tommy Asu, if you see what I mean. As in, it, it's effectively, it's not happening at the moment. But yeah. if somebody leaves in those positions and Tottenham decide, right, yes, we do want to bring in a player to, to cover those positions, it's one mm. to do quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, just in relation to the centre-back role, and you obviously you said now for us it, it's not a priority. I know there's Spurs fans out there that are absolutely jumping up and down now because I think it was a case where when we signed Romero, I, I think Spurs fans, and again, I, I was one of them that thought, OK, we're going to sign Romero, but surely we're going to bring somebody next to him of a of, of a level where they're going to... Because I think there was talk of maybe bringing like a leader alongside Romero to have two decent centre-backs. I think the worry is that, you know... Sanchez and Dyer, although it has been a promising start, we've seen two back-to-back clean sheets. I think the overall concern might be that it is still very, very early days. And you know, there will be tougher tests for them to face. They played a city side that were quite depleted. Um, Wolves, don't get me wrong, is always a test. But I think generally um, there will be a worry, I think, in relation to yeah, a lack of a centre-back if it is Dyer and Sanchez. But I suppose, like you just said, it's it's 
it's always played out like this, right? It depends on obviously what the manager thinks. Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, I think it's not it's not that long until the next transfer window, in a sense. You know, if Tottenham need to sign a centre back, January will roll around very, very quickly, and they could perhaps look look to do it then if they don't do it in the next in the next week. Um, I think they've got they've got lots of options. Obviously, like you said, Romero's still to come in as well. You might find that he's the leader that that, that people have been looking for. Um, Christian Romero, he he is one of the top emerging centre backs around Europe. It's it's a real coup that Tottenham got him. There are there were other big clubs that were looking to sign um, Romero. Um, I think he's he's a very good piece of business for Tottenham. And, I mean, obviously that's reflected in the, the amount of money that they've paid for him. There are there are centre backs out there as well that you, you know you could you could um, there are, you know there are plenty of them on the market um, that they could they could look to do um, between now and the end of, end of the window if they wanted to. I mean, I'm still surprised that nobody's come in and signed Sven Botman from Lille. Yeah, around the, on the market for you know sort of around the same price that Arsenal signed Gabriel for. I think yes. he's, he's a great talent. He's a bit of a commodity in being a left foot foot to centre half, but. You know, at the moment, you know, I, don't, I think he's going to stay where where he is. Um, who else is there? You could think of. There's Dujé Coletacar, who's a good 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 player at uh, at Marseille. You know, play, players like that. There are players in the market if you want to do a centre back that, that are not Jules Koundé or yeah. Thomas or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, let's um, let's not waste more enough time than we need to talking about. No, of course. I think I think no. Spurs have yeah. moved on. To more priority. Yeah. That's fine. Um, Serge Aurier, just just for clear clarity, because and um, I think there were reports out that you know the the reports of a, a, a breakdown in terms of disagreements about him in terms of you know um, the next January African Cup of Nations. I don't know if that's anything. Well, I was neither reported that. So was you reported that as well? So I mean, t- obviously, well, definitely hundred percent correct. Then of course. So t- t- tell us, Lyle, I mean, where are we with Serge Aurier? Because from what we've understood, is that his agents working away. He's working away on, on a move. Well, he's mm-hmm. been working on this move for a very, very long time. Bearing in mind, we've only got a couple of days left of the window. Will he get that move? Well, I think we, we touched on it before, didn't we? I, I, I said that I mean, the last that I the last time I checked in on on, on Serge Aurier with a number of sources, you know, both who know what what goes on at Spurs and also you know who know got, who, what goes on with the player, is that he didn't have a concrete option yet. Um, as I as I said before, as I reported before, I think there was a there was an option that they were looking at. But, but they couldn't agree over over his whether he would play at the, the Africa Cup of Nations or not, um, and so it didn't go anywhere. Um, at, at the moment, yeah, I, I'm not aware that a concrete option has, has emerged. Like I said before, last week in the transfer window, something could come from somewhere. Um, you know, it's obviously well documented that he, he said he said at the end of the season, didn't he, that he wanted to leave or he was looking to leave, um, and obviously Spurs have been o- open to that, but. Um, you know, you know, there's still a scenario situation where he could he could stay again. Yeah. So I guess like I say it's one to again keep an eye on. Uh, one mm-hmm. name that we haven't discussed yet in Spurs' defence that I am still surprised, and it's no nothing against the player that I am surprised that he's still here. He's been here for a very very long time, and it's a position that again as a player um, we've got quite a number of players now in that position. That's Ben Davis. Nothing really about Ben Davis in terms of any links away in the next few days or anything really throughout the summer. Um, ben Davis, do you see anything happening with him? Do you think he'll still be a Spurs player come the end of this summer transfer window? Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, I, again, I mean, you just you just said it. We haven't really heard anything about Ben Davis's future around the summer, and 
if his future was up in the air and there were clubs that were looking to sign him, we would have heard something somewhere. You know, either our sources at Sky would have been would have probably mentioned it, um, or certainly you know there would be some some reports elsewhere um, at some stage, I'm sure. So the fact that there's been nothing said about Ben Davis, I think, you know, shows you there's your proof really that I think that he will be he will be staying put. Um, and again, he's a, he's a player that that you know fulfills a number. He, 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 he fulfills a number of different roles at Tottenham, doesn't he? He's a solution for, if you want to play a back three, he can play in a back three. Um, and obviously Nuno, you know, I think will we'll want to play a back three at times and, and and will probably want to put Ben Davis in there for for the type, type of player that he is and what he can do. And obviously he's a very assured, very experienced left back, you know, great professional, very experienced now. I've been around Tottenham a long time. Um, Wales international. Um, so... You know, he's um, he's a very dependable defend defender. Very defend yeah. he is, isn't he? I mean, he's I'm, a very. I'm more, I'm, I am he might not be the, the flashiest player. He might not be the fastest yeah. player. He might not be the you know. Yeah. He's he's, you know, he's he's consistent and he's consistent yeah. to a high level. And mm. you know, he's he's um, a very impressive, very impressive yeah. fullback. But my only worry is, will, will we be saying that till he's seventy-five that he's a uh, very dependable, very reliable? It feels like he's been here such a long time. Such a long time. I think what you know, obviously, we're time to press against this law, but I think what is great having someone like you on here is just again re-emphasize because there's Spurs fans that are probably jumping up and down, screaming, "Why haven't we got Sissoko out? Why haven't we got Oreo out? Why haven't we got Winks out of the club?" And I'm just generalizing here, but I think it needs to be said that how difficult it is to move players on. You know, Tottenham are attractive in terms of being a London-based club. These guys are paid very, very well. Is it, you wouldn't just want to expand that? Is it, it's, it's just hard to say. Get them out. Do you see where I'm coming from? Well, it, it's, it's hard enough in, in, in the most ideal of times. And the one thing we've not really talked about is the fact that the, the, the situation that we're in with what the pandemic has done to football. Because, I mean, I, I know everything's very positive at the moment with fans coming back, but the financial damage to the football industry and to, you know, pretty much most clubs is considerable. And, you know, that is one of the problems is there's not actually that much money in the market at the moment. There's not actually that much fluidity in the market in terms of moving players around, because I think you can see in the business that's been done and the, the level of the transfer fees that are paid is that really only the richest clubs have been able to do the business that they want to do. Um, and, you know, everybody else <laughs> has had to do has had to try to be as clever as they can really in trying to organize swaps or loans or you know bringing in players that they they might not have even considered bringing in at the beginning of the window just because there isn't another solution there i mean we've seen burnley sign re-sign aaron lennon today um you know that's yeah. not something that that any of us could have foreseen happening it was a big surprise to me to see that today and I think that, you know, right across the board, it's very hard for clubs to get the players they want to move on out because it's very hard to find solutions in Europe. You know, Europe, Europe and European clubs have been hit very, very hard. France has been hit considerably hard because of um, the, the TV deal that, 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 that disintegrated over there. They've been hit very hard financially. The Spanish clubs have been hit far, hard financially. I mean, you just look at the mess that Barcelona are in, one of the biggest clubs in the world. They can't even afford to do the business that they would want to do. Um, the Italian clubs, you know, Inter have just won the title and they're having to sell their best players. We're really in a in a in a very unique situation in terms of football business and and you know the financial um, 
aspect of the of the of the market and that really is the most important thing i mean we can all talk about what player do you want to sign here what player do you want to sign there let's yeah, go out and get him let's it's, get rid of these it's, it's ones it's not football manager it's not football manager, manager. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. it's not um it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 difficult the best of times and this is not not the best of times far from it yeah so um that's really you know the situation that they're in so clubs are, are having to be clever and try to do the best they can with the situation that's in front of them and you know they're all they're all working considerably hard to do the best they possibly can. So Tottenham included, yeah. and I think, yeah, I think I think Tottenham have done good business considering the circumstances. I mean, you know, going into the summer, I think um, it um, I wouldn't have expected them to do that much. I think they've actually done more than I expected them to do. Yeah, um, certainly the amount of money that that's been that's been um, that they've that's been involved in the deals that they've done, even though they're not actually paying uh, a lot of it straight away. Yep. It's it's yeah it's still it's still more than more than I expected in the beginning. So that's that's really why yeah, yeah why in an ideal world you know what 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 Tottenham would want to have happened at the beginning of the summer hasn't happened. Yeah. Final question I've got to ask you, and actually Mario who's on the screen there has, has taken the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask you um, between now and the end of the summer transfer window, how many signings in terms of incomings do you expect Tottenham to make? No pressure. <laughs> Everyone's now waiting for this answer. Well, I think question. I think one, at least one. I, I would I would be surprised if they don't sign another player. Um, I mean, obviously, I think Adama Traore is 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 one that they really want at this at this point. Yeah, um, and that, just to be clear, when you say at least one, that's in addition to Papa Matasar as well, right? We're saying that. Yes, I think Mate Sar will will obviously get done, but I think we can you know we can sort of overlook that for the time being because obviously he's going to go back to Mets, so he's not a player we're going to see um, yep. in the squad this this summer. That's what we yeah, sorry this season. That's what we expect to happen. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, like I said, in terms of the UEFA squad, they've got space for one more. They can bring one more in. I I, I think it's likely that they will. Uh, I'd be surprised if they don't. Um, and then obviously anything else will depend on out, outgoings. You know, if they can move on Tangai and Domblay, then um, that will give them more room to bring in another player, perhaps in that position. Um, or if they move Sergio Aurier out, you know, perhaps yeah. something like the, the, the Tommy Asu deal could come back into the frame if if they were to get rid of Sergio Aurier. But again, I think one to answer the question in, in, in as succinct way as possible, at least one. Okay, fine. I know there's Spurs fans right now, same as me. Very, very anxious now. One, one. I mean, it's funny because I say you go into a window. And this, this is the problem, right? You go into a window, five, six, seven, eight, and then you get you get carried away by you think, my God, we need to improve the whole squad. And it's it's difficult. I think that I do think the start of the season, I personally think has had an effect, maybe on on the board's view on that to maybe think we only need just the one. I do think come January, whenever you're back on, Lyle, I'm hoping there'll be. I hope you'll be a different figure by the time you tell us that in January. But um, okay, I'm going to ask. This is the final question I'm going to ask you, not transfer related, but just generally for you, from okay. a Spurs ball perspective, what mm-hmm. do you think is the club expectation for Nuno Espirito Santo this season? What do you think they would look at and say? Do you know what that that's a respectable finish in terms of domestic and the cup competitions finally to end on? Well, I think Tottenham's priority is always to get into the Champions League, isn't it? I mean that that's that's where a club like Tottenham should be, where they want to be, and I think that it, that will almost certainly be the target. Will be to be breaking back into the top four, um, certainly getting towards the end of the season to be pushing for those places. 
you know, obviously they've kept Harry Kane for another season, but if they get to the end of the season and there's no Champions League football again, obviously that and, and Harry Kane's got two years left to run his contract, that that puts them in a more of a difficult situation to be able to to keep him. Um, so I think the target will undoubtedly be to get back in the Champions League places. And then aside from that, I don't know how seriously they'll take the the, the UEFA Conference League. Obviously, you know, um, depending if they get through, you know, who they draw, we'll see. Um, and then apart from that, well, Tottenham are traditionally a, a cup team. So I can't imagine, you know, that they won't be taking the, the FA Cup and the League Cup seriously. And I think... I think so. Trophies are obviously lacking, whether it's a League Cup or a, or, yeah. a, or an FA Cup. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think a successful season, in my opinion, for Tottenham would be getting back in the top in the top four. Agreed. And then yeah. anything on top of that as well would be a bonus. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if they got back in the top four and they were Champions League club again, and they won the League Cup, or oh or yeah, had, I mean, listen, I think had a good run in the FA Cup. I think yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. It's, it's, I, I think there's there's a certain amount of trying to re, re, regenerate some positivity around Tottenham. You know, there's totally been a, agree. Yeah, yeah. So, we need that feeling again of just being united. I think it's been a difficult couple of scenes, as you know. I mean, you've been on the show, like saying we've covered Mourinho and obviously Mourinho's departed into Mason, and then like I say we're having a seventy-two day search for a manager. It's been tough, and I think now we just want to come together as one to feel that this club is going in the right direction again. It has been a real positive start to the season. Yeah, I can and see that. and hopefully long may it continue. Lol, always a pleasure to have you on. Um, I've got pleasure. to ask, I'd say, so people can find you. How can they find you on social media? Where can they find the wonderful Lyle Thomas? <laughs> they can, well, they can find me on Twitter, obviously. I think, yeah, my Twitter handle is is below me here. If you can see that here. Sky Sports Lyle. Yeah, or, I mean, you can Google my name. I think a lot of my, my news will come up in, in Google News if you Google my name. Or obviously just make sure you watch Sky Sports News. Make sure you go on skysports.com and follow our social media channels and you know there will always be there will always be stuff on there that uh, that I've um, hopefully contributed to, and you know we're we're one big team at uh, at Sky, and um, yeah, so that's the best place really. Sky Sports News. We'll be glued oh, on. Right. We're gonna be glued on transfer deadline down there now, waiting for just the one. I was hoping it's gonna be more than one, only two or three, but it's now hopefully just well. We're looking at something. Hopefully, something to look forward to. Saying, well, oh, I remember, I said you never know. I said there's a transfer window a week to go. You never know. Anything can happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. We always have you on every single, every single nice. window. So we look forward to touching base with you again in January. And guys out there, for those listeners that have been watching us live, for those that are listening on audio, most importantly, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.